0: Hello there. Thank you for tuning in to the Living Authentically podcast. We offer these downloads freely and your support really makes a difference. To offer a donation, please visit www.authenticliving.life. Thank you so much. I've been feeling a lot recently about uh, the need to kind of promote the idea of kind of community that's based in truth. Uh, not truth that's made up in your head, and if you agree with me or whatever, but kind of the truth of life that that comes first in things. I'm uh, gonna we'll call that. If you come from a Buddhist background, they would we'll call that sangha, but uh, but in a kind of more denom- non-denominational sort of way. So I've been kind of you know using whatever tools we have these days. We have the internet, which is quite a terrible thing, and it can also be a wonderful thing. It's usually used for terrible things, especially if you read comment sections in newspapers. Uh, they should just be outlawed, I think. I created a. Uh, an authentic living group on an app that I have some meditations on, which is free for anybody to use, called Insight Timer. And in, I think it's been three weeks, we have 130 members around the world now. Um, and uh, um, and I've kind of been promoting the classes kind of in a sort of slightly more creative way on there. But I've also just been inviting people to sit with us. Because what you do with Insight Timer, which is a, its basic idea, is you, you press the button and it rings the bells for you. And afterwards, it says you sat with a thousand people, you know, around the world. It shows you a map of where everybody's been sitting, and it's like, well, I've sat with a thousand people. There's a thousand people meditating right now, which is quite incredible. So I, I had the idea of just kind of saying, you know, we tend to sit in this class at 7:15 for about 20-25 minutes, then we have a cup of tea and I yabber on a while, and then at 8:15 we sit again. And if anybody wants to join us, they can. So right now that I know of, because they've messaged me, there's somebody in Exeter. Somebody in Australia, somebody in Canada sitting with us right now and and maybe some other kind of thing, so just it's just quite a lovely thing, you know, so consciousness doesn't you know we don't have to be physically present to sit, so there you go, you see yes, I've got the app. yeah, have you there you go, see so fantastic, so um so it's not about using the app or anything like that, but it's just uh, it's really good, isn't it, you know, and there's loads of loads of other kind of guided meditations and things on there as well. And I make no money out of this, so I'm not selling anything. They don't make any money out of it, it's just done as a, an act of love, the whole thing. And um, it's just really special. So, yeah, so, so we're, we're, we are not alone. Have, Lee, have you, have you um, meditated before? the last year. It's probably slipped a bit. Okay. That's yeah, about four days a week. Now. Okay. That's so how I'm needing. I feel stuck. Yeah. 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 So I kind of, I just, once a year I'll have a teaching once a year from a teacher. Right. Um, but it's not enough. Okay. So I'm looking for something. Yeah. With a bit more yeah. input really. Yeah. Good. Fantastic. Yeah. Can I ask you what kind of style? Uh, well, I suppose you'd say it's, Hindu background. Okay, Vedanta. Yeah, Okay. and um, is the Awakening Network, Ken Mellor. They're, they're Australian, Yeah. And, so it's, and it's their teachings, it's right. the Awakening Network, but most of their teachings are um, Vedanta. Okay, well you're in, you're, there's, there's a very similar approach to this class, direct insight to the kind of the truth of being basically, and sometimes the inquiry Base practice and so on. So my words might be different. Yeah, I suppose he, he's made it his own as well. Yeah. Yeah, but I do feel very stuck. So yeah, yeah. good to have a bit of uh, yeah. new energy. Yeah. Well, well, I would never say that this is a Vedanta class or anything like that because my background was Zen originally. So, you know, Vedanta is a, is a very fine way of, of kind of finding out who we are. Mm. Really wonderful way. Really. Mm. Yeah. I found this poem by Rumi this morning. Uh, I love this. is a beautiful, beautiful book. If uh, if you're ever looking for a book of poems to inspire you, it's called A Book of Luminous Things. It's worth getting just because it's called A Book of Luminous Things, actually. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, uh, Milosz is no longer with us. But uh, Czeslaw Milosz, uh, he he's a fantastic po- uh, Polish poet, won the Nobel Prize for Literature, and uh, it's kind of a collection of things that he found really, really beautiful. And he always gives a little kind of input about what's beautiful about each one, but there's this little uh, roomy thing, which I found when I'm planning a class on a Wednesday morning, the book fairy kind of winks at me when I'm standing at the bookshelves, and then that's what we get. So uh, I'll read you this, although we we end up talking to an embryo, which is quite interesting. Uh, Rumi says, Little by little, wean yourself. This is the gist of what I have to say from an embryo whose nourishment comes in the blood move to an infant drinking milk to a child on solid food to a searcher after wisdom to a hunter of a more invisible game think how it is to have a conversation with an embryo you might say the world outside is vast and intricate there are wheat fields and mountain passes and orchards in bloom at night there are millions of galaxies, and in sunlight, the beauty of friends dancing at a wedding. You ask the embryo why he or she stays cooped up in the dark with eyes closed. Listen to the answer. There is no other world. I only know what I've experienced. You must be hallucinating. Okay, let's sit. So uh, I tend to, to guide the sits very lightly. Uh, And I tend to have a kind of little, little little theme will kind of come to me each week. Uh, So we sit for about 20 minutes or so, I ring three bells at the beginning and three at the end. And we kind of just go through a kind of an attunement and a kind of settling in process. And then a kind of encouragement to kind of let go of the conditioned self, basically, and to kind of come into the truth of you be there. You know, that's how we tend to go. just letting ourselves be here arriving from whatever kinds of days we've had and just acknowledging the kind of day you've had noting the state of your mind the state of your emotions state of your body, how your breath is in your body. And over the next five or ten breaths, not trying to change the breath, but just being observant of the out-breath. Allow yourself to relax a few more percent with each breath. Just let yourself be here a few more percent. Not trying to change the mind or push anything away, but just let yourself be here. And if you can, just noticing your breath breathing your body, how your abdomen moves on its own with the breath, how your chest lifts and notice That you don't do anything to breathe. But you notice the breathing. You feel yourself a little more physically present. You can feel your feet against the floor. weight in the chair or on your seat. You can feel your back rising up. Spine and neck, head balanced. Let our faces be soft. Let our eyes be soft. Mouth be soft. Let our chests go, let our abdomens go, and hands resting beautifully on our laps. you can feel your clothes against your skin. sense of touch working without you doing anything to make it work. And if you tend to be a bit heady or get caught in the mind a lot of the time, if uh, you get lost during the meditation in mind, simply come back to the feeling your clothes against your body and physical presence and you can notice that you notice this sense in operation and you can taste the taste in your mouth And you're aware of the air in your nostrils, and residue of incense. The light comes in through your closed eyelids. And you can hear the sounds inside and outside of this room. And you notice these things from a place which comes before we name and judge in the mind, we just begin to let ourselves rest in that quieter place that comes before the measurement and the judging and the naming And if you're holding on to anything, emotional pain, physical pain, don't try and push it away so that you can meditate, or be spiritual or special, just say hello to it and let it be there. Be gentle with yourself. Feeling the life in your body through the senses, the breath breathing itself. And noting that the mind continues, thoughts come and go, emotions are triggered You witness this, you notice this. Just staying with the part of you that notices these subtler things. almost as if there's a field of silence behind the breath behind the senses and so just continue like this resting in the sense of life in your body, in the quietness that comes before the naming. And if some things are arising, catching your attention, just lightly touching them with your awareness. As light as a kiss, and not getting caught up with them, but staying with the truth of yourself. Trying to meditate, just being, letting go of the faces that you wear out in the world. Faces of conditioning and names, of roles and jobs, of things that we think we are. and your own original face begins to shine through. (coughs) The beauty of your life, not the story of your life, but the beauty of your beingness and presence Flowering through your daily expression, the person that you are, the things that you love. Just being restful with yourself, not trying to create a spiritual self or a meditator or somebody better than you, but letting yourself be illuminated by your own life. The you that comes before the breath. Are quite new to sitting. It may be we become fascinated with things in the mind, or that we try to distract ourselves or not feel. If this is so, just notice and acknowledge it without guilt or shame, without trying to do better. Just let awareness be the key in all things, even the most painful things. Just the touch of awareness. will bring us back to our own hearts. Your own beauty shining out of you. The same as all of life. Both tender and fragile, and stronger than imagining, uncreated, pure. You can feel your clothes against your skin and your feet on the floor. You are fully here and fully in life. Taste the taste in your mouth. Where are the air in your nostrils and your breath coming and going, the light in your eyes. and the sounds in and out of this room. life unfolding without effort. Very good. Hmm. That's fantastic, thank you so much. just to tell you about the next few weeks and some things coming up, um, or things that might be interesting to you. So if you look on the, um, on the schedule page on the Authentic Living website, uh, all the dates are on there for classes and things. In September, October, November and mid-December, uh, I'm going to be running four half-day journaling workshops. And that's something I kind of, I've specialized in for about over 30 years, um, in my kind of other work, I write, and um, I find that journaling—not not to in order to be a writer—but it's almost like um, a kind of an essential life practice. Almost that uh, journaling is one of the most useful tools that we have, and so I can tell you the the titles of those if I look on here. Um, my notes. Yeah, so on the 24th of September, uh, we have the basics of journaling and writing practice. On the 22nd of October, we have journaling for healing. Then on the uh, 26th of November, it's called Forward Forward, Step-by-Step in Life, Business and Art. And then on the uh, 17th of December, it's the journaler's memoir. So I'm trying to, the very broad strokes, <coughs> I'm saying to, to, to Polly, who's, who's coming on all four, um, you could easily do 10 sessions on each of those without even scratching the surface. But um, what I'm trying to do is kind of alternate between a kind of more personal development side that, and a, a kind of more practical, creative aspect with each of those things. And yeah, it's, it's just quite a wonderful thing if you're interested. You know, the way, the way that I find journaling seems to work. Um, I started in my kind of early 20s. Uh, is is that we walk around a lot of the time with a lot of miasmic thought uh, and feeling, and just keeping even a, just a daily record of kind of of kind of what's kind of going on inside us takes it out of the unconscious, so that we can see what it is. We can start to notice patterns, for example. So, there's a really good way of healing is kind of you know to kind of just to begin noticing the patterns in a journal every every six weeks or so with a with a nice green marker. You know, look, it keeps saying the same thing over and over again you're probably been saying the same thing for years or i i, I do anyway um, so it's about bringing awareness it's quite a Jungian way of working you know bringing things out of the unconscious and then making them in the conscious so if you're interested in those all the details are on the website and uh, and things just as because uh, the last few weeks have been so strange i like making videos and things for youtube <laughs> uh but i felt like i couldn't do a kind of direct to camera sort of thing like i would normally do So I I interviewed Lily, who's uh, one of the people who set up the Real Junk Food Cafe. Uh, I'm I'm really interested in kind of uh, sharing examples of interesting and positive things, given that the news is there to slay us every night if we turn it on and make us feel sort of scared of of even stepping out our doors a lot of the time. Uh, Anything that we can share that's kind of coming from a genuine, authentic and helpful place, I think is a good thing. So... If you don't know about the real junk food cafe, it's every Thursday. It's going to be from next week, it'll be every Wednesday and Thursday. It's all food that's been intercepted, that's their word for it. Not just from, because it's up to its sell-by date, but sometimes there'll be lots of food and things bought in for like film crews and things like that and just not used. Uh, And so it comes to the the junk food collective, there's loads of them actually now, and then gets turned into food and you pay what you feel like rather than it being set prices so it's very wonderful so I interviewed Lily about that and it's available both either on the uh, on YouTube or on the authentic living podcast if you like downloading things and listening as you're driving and stuff so let's let's have a cup of tea, fabulous well just while we're finishing our tea then that was a lovely meditation and uh, it's just lovely uh, because I get to see you all you know it's just fantastic. I like that. I don't mean in the kind of, <laughs> so sort of, you know, I'm spying in a certain way. But just it's just really lovely to see. It kind of as the, as you kind of let go a little bit, and uh, kind of the beauty comes up in your face. It's just such a pleasure uh, to see that. And um, you can also always tell, kind of, you know, if somebody's kind of holding on to something or whatever. And and, and it's not about forcing our way through that. That's, that's not the goal at all, you know, forcing our way to some sort of state. It's not about an experience. It's one of the things that um, kind of gets a bit missold with meditation and stuff sometimes is that we're kind of after some kind of experience. And uh, if you have the kind of a big enough one, then there's no coming back from it or something like that. Huh. <laughs> and all our life drops away. It's definitely not the case at all. But that we are life, and the more we can kind of just. Um, I'll tell you what came to me. Before I do the classes, usually, within a couple of days before I we have the class, some little phrase comes in my head. It's quite strange. I have no idea why things come up. And that just kind of becomes the, the thing that I'm thinking about. And these three words, and I guess I must have been thinking about Zen stuff a bit this week. And the words, your original face" came into my mind this week. And... Uh, And I guess that's kind of uh, what we're doing in a way It's kind of like we're just we, we, we wear faces We make faces to go out in the world, don't we? Yeah, and we start, we you know, for whatever reason You know, uh, and there's no blaming with that at all That's what we're told to do From the first minute of being born That's what we're told to do You know, we're given a name Which is nothing wrong with that uh, But then we begin to identify with things And then we start seeing through those faces that we think are us, that our families gave us and that school gave us. And and then we think we have to hold our face in certain ways to impress certain people, especially around the work world and stuff like that. Uh, or if we've been hurt in some way. I, I see this a lot, actually. If we've been hurt at some time or something terrible has happened to us or we've really been betrayed or lost something or someone. It's very easy to kind of... Uh, we can make a, a very nice face that we meet everybody with, and we can make nice sounds, even that we meet everybody with. But uh, one of the kind of curious things about consciousness is that it sees right through that stuff, and even the kind of the the kind of a lesser awake of us uh, can see right through that stuff a lot of the time. You know, I usually find that it's people's laughter that gives things away. And again, there's no judgment or blaming in that. Just what you know, what I notice, voices, tones of voices. If somebody's coming from the truth of themselves, there's a kind of, it's not that they're invulnerable or anything, they can be quite vulnerable, but there's a. a something, something behind it, a bit of, bit of something solid there. Whereas uh, when we're coming from that kind of created being of ourselves, it's much more insubstantial. One of the things I kind of I, I don't know how, but I, I kind of I'd like to kind of encourage through, through this work in whatever way that we can is that we just kind of went out into the world a bit more with our original faces on show. We mustn't be scared of being vulnerable. Uh, I find it with men, especially. You know, it's amazing that there's, there's uh, four of us in this room because no, sometimes, you know, I went on a. I remember, I went on that Donafari yoga thing. Went on this yoga course in Edinburgh years ago and um, 50 people and there was just four guys out of 50, you know, kind of thing. And it's just like, uh, and it seems to be like yoga classes, you know, meditation stuff and things like that. The fear of vulnerability gets in the way, you know, so we won't let ourselves be. And um, but I, I guess this is all of us we've learnt to cope in a certain way and people have got used to us in a certain way so they reflect us back in that way and then if we start changing because of our life starting to actually illuminate us from within rather than us making our lives anymore we can still make lives we can still learn everything we need to learn and do our jobs and have our babies and eat our dinners and everything But, but people don't want us to be that vulnerable. And it is, you know, when we start, when, that, when, when it starts cracking, and it will, if you do this, it's going to get you. You know, if you do start meditating, there's no escape from it. You know, so if you want a quiet life, don't do it. But, um, or don't do it properly, you know, just stay in your head and think about things a lot. That's a good way out of it. And, 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 and think that you're meditating, which I did. I did a good 35 years of that. But if we actually allow that, sense of presence in us that bit of spaciousness to be there and then maybe just try when we go out in the world you know maybe when we're sitting in a cafe and we're talking to somebody we just let ourselves be quiet for a change instead of having an answer to answer back and we sit with that person with that sense of presence in ourselves we might find that we're meeting that person for the first time ever we may have known them for 30 40 50 years Um, and uh, you know Maybe then that lets the light out a bit more. It's not letting—it's not about letting the light in. It's just about letting the light out. We're just holding it all the time, not letting it out. You know, thinking we are something. That's maybe why I picked the roomy thing. I don't know. No, there's no better world out there. You know, there's no better world out there. There's nothing bigger. There are no mountains. There are no flowers. There are no good people out there. It's like this. And if that's what we're putting out as our experience, then that's what we meet as our experience. But it's not about believing in something. I don't mean go out there believing in silly fantasies. Just find out for yourself by coming home over and over again and see what's really there for yourself. There's no, no point somebody at the front of a room sitting on a meditation cushion telling you this. It's, uh, you know, it's all about you and whether you will dare to meet others with your truth. And, um, but if you find that that's a made up truth, you know, if you're putting it on in some way or using this face that you've worked through, lived through, made your reputation with, uh, made your name with, made your money with, that's a hard thing. But it doesn't mean that you still can't be all those things. You can not You can still be the artist or the worker or the tutor or the, you know, mother or the father or the child, you know. But, um, yeah. and what I find in my own uh, sort of daily undertakings is I just like testing it you know it's like is this real is this really real you know kind of thing what happens if I just let myself it's it's a con because you can't let yourself it's not the mind that's letting you it's the mind that's obscuring you but um, I can remember this very particular meeting this charity that I used to work for that I hated working for and um, it was like a writing project and it, they were ba- based in London. They're still going, They're huge, massive, massive funding. But I just, there was something about it. I just didn't get on with them at all. just didn't get on with the, the scheme. Uh, I was just dreading this entire day of meetings in London. So I thought, I'll just treat it as a retreat. I'm going on retreat and I'm just going to be in presence, as I call it, all day long. I'll just keep my mouth shut, which for those of you who know me, you know you know that's impossible don't you but i, mean, I don't mean kind of I, I won't i won't be clever i'm not going to answer anybody back i'm not going to sort of say no i know better or anything like that. i'm just going to stay in presence and just see what pulls me out and very little pulled me out during the day and where 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 where, where i was caught uh i just let awareness notice that because that's all you have to do because what happens when we start practice is that we kind of get things do tumble you know you do fall down the stairs sort of thing of, of kind of unconsciousness again but then you just kind of go ah oh, look I'm, I'm falling down the stairs okay right i am just pick myself up now rather than going oh no it's all so terrible I'm going to eat fish and chips and smoke and drink loads of beer now because it's all gone and um, you know you just kind of come back to awareness quickly but by the end of the day it was like the most refreshing thing I'd, I'd had a lovely experience it was a blessing you know and there's nothing to fight back against it was just lovely actually. And then I quit. I didn't sign the contract. It's fantastic to not sign that contract. But that's it. It's it's kind of down to each of us. So so sometimes it kind of feels like doing this. What's the point? What is the point of doing this? And, uh, you know, is it just a nice thing? Is it just a nice hobby, you know, to feel a bit better? If it is, that's absolutely fine as well. If It just makes us feel a little bit better if it's part of our healing. But with a little bit of courage, courage only takes 10 seconds. We have this idea that courage is a continuous process that you have to walk out. I am a courageous being. But actually, it's just 10 seconds of, I'm not going to do it this time, I'm just going to stay like that. And then it kind of, possibility opens up from those 10 seconds. Whereas we may have avoided something for all of our lives that would just take a few seconds of not doing it one time uh, to kind of dissolve it. Okay, well, let's uh, get ourselves set up. Yeah, so the first sit we did was very much based around that kind of, that little phrase that sort of occurred to me of your original face of kind of letting go of the ideas of ourselves that we live through. So I thought for the second sit it would just be very nice to kind of um just kind of connect with life out there, other people, but um it's just to kind of include more if as you come into that sense of presence of yourself, just kind of just let everything be included in everyone and all beings and um, I keep pointing out our box here uh, so um, there's a little page on the website called held in our hearts and as as this kind of little virtual aspect of our world has grown and people coming to the classes too i get messages from people saying you know a friend of mine's having a lot of trouble or my mum has just died or my dad has died or such and such a person is dying of cancer or, or whatever um, can you kind of include them in your meditations for us you know can you, and and this is something that Back in my Zen days, we used to kind of put um, people's names up on the, uh, on the wall in the Shrine Room and just kind of include them, you know, when we're sitting, just let our, our kind of love go to them, even we don't know who they are. And, uh, and at the minute, there are seven names in here. Uh, so I won't read them out or anything, because some of them have, uh, some people have, it can either be anonymous or some people send me a photo and, and, it, and, and say, please put this on the website. So it's not a huge thing, but it's just a, a lovely thing to be able to, to have an offer. So, um, so there, are, there are seven names in there. Some who have gone, some who are having difficult times. So if, if in this sit, if you would like to, you know, if you could just allow your love and awareness to kind of just reach out as well. In that way. One of the truest forms of meditation is the simple remembering or recognising of your own consciousness and sense of presence. And as we've sat already this evening if you have a sense of that silent place inside you, that fullness, that beauty, the unfolding of life, of God, then just be with that. Should mind have taken over in the tea break? Or should we be still gently finding our way and just returning to the senses? the awareness expressed through the senses being kind and honest with ourselves about our own tendencies of what pulls us away or what we allow us, allow to pull us away and just letting them go And just feeling your general awareness through your senses. Feeling of life in the body, tangible in every cell. The feeling of your clothes against your skin. Sounds in the room sound of my voice. the taste buds working. The sense of smell working. the light coming in and the conscious part of you that comes before the senses, before things are named and measured and categorized. The senses report to this place. No special trick or technique. Just what you already have. Just letting your general awareness be. Fully physically present in this room. And just noticing. as we rest in the ordinary awareness and experience of our bodies and our lives how we also become more aware of what is inside us that silent place inside us In and outside are just the same, and perhaps. as you rest and are nourished by your expression of life, your unique expression of life. You can allow your general awareness and the silence in you to simply be noticing from this witnessing place what is tangible In the taste of life. It may be that there is a sense of love. Or expansiveness. Or of illumination. If there's anything coming up, any tightness in the mind, any cycle of emotions kicking in, not trying to change them, just allowing our awareness to lightly touch that, to say hello to it, and to notice. And whatever is arising does not affect in any way the light and the life inside you. (coughs) Notice this for yourself. trying to stop the mind, not trying to stop the emotional cycle, but just being aware that you are the witness of it. sense of openness, perhaps the sense of love, allow it to recognize the other beings in this room also arising from life not the faces that we make not the stories that we try to tell each other or the statuses we try to gain but just the reality of life as another person as other people and beyond this room everybody in this building no effort needed No forcing, just simple life, recognizing life. And beyond this building, the people in the street outside, in the square, in the streets around, in their homes, dogs and cats. Beings in the soil, in the grasses, in the trees, in the sky. Everybody in this town, every being in this county. in this country life is just life expressing itself in all things beyond this country life has no borders People who look like us, people who don't look like us. People who we like and people who we don't like. People we don't know. all of life on this earth and the earth itself the waters and the land all is life is this unfolding and beyond this earth everything and you are expressed by this everything We see that though we live our lives in time, we are timeless, eternal, beautiful beyond our stories and our faces. those who have gone from us those who are struggling there is no separation at all everything is part of life the motorcycle outside a child's voice the city and the forest the desert and the ocean and all beings here and gone Love is not created, it just is, life is not created, it just is. no effort no special experience just being and being together and the life in you recognized as part of all of life And yet you can still feel your clothes against your skin. And you're aware of the sounds, and the light coming in through your eyes. And the taste in your mouth. And the air in your nostrils. And your breath coming and going of its own accord. Becoming secure in life. Learning to trust in life. By recognising life. May our practice this evening be of the highest benefit to ourselves and to all beings. Thank you.